You are listening to the You Are Lawyer podcast. I am the podcast host, Kyla Denanio, a 2015 law school graduate. This podcast was created to share the experiences and successes of law school graduates who created their own paths to career success. In episode five, I'm speaking with a business owner, author, and lawyer. This guest has assisted law students in obtaining more than $2 million in scholarship awards. Her company, Jazz Talks Law, is a law school admissions consulting brand that brings awareness to the fact that 5% of all lawyers are black. This guest has authored text about writing personal and diversity statements for law school and practices entrepreneur and entertainment law. Based in Atlanta, Georgia, today's guest is Jasmine Robinson. Welcome to the podcast, Attorney Jazz. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so would you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Sure. I'm attorney Jasmine Robinson, but to most people, I'm just attorney Jazz or even Jazz. I am an entrepreneurship and entertainment lawyer, but most importantly, I am a law school coach for my brand Jazz Talks Law, which was created because 5% of lawyers are Black, and I had to do something to change that. So you actually practice in addition to your law school coaching? Yes. It's funny because since getting barred, I've had moments where I practice. I've had moments where I only coach and then I have moments where I do both. You know, mm -hmm. it's like figuring out what works. So Jazz Talks Law, why was it important to you to help others get into law school? Because I'm the first lawyer in my family. And when I was going through the law school admissions process, I had no idea what I was doing. Like, you know, I see the future lawyers that I'm helping now and they're getting like full tuition scholarships and things like that. And I'm just shocked, you know, I'm like, dang, like, I wish I had me. And instead of being, <laughs> no, seriously, I really wish I had Jazz Talks Law. And instead of being bitter about it, or, you know, doing like some lawyers do where they're like, don't go to law school. Like, I'm just trying to show future lawyers a better way to not just get admitted to law school, but to graduate with honors, pass the bar and go on to serve our community. Yeah. How did your family react to you wanting to become a lawyer? They weren't really shocked growing up. There was so much family drama and a lot of it was around divorce and custody battles between family members and things like that. So I was always, always, always interested. But for my family, it was really just, okay, well, how are you going to pay for that? And, um, you know, of course, I figured that out. Not the most productive way to figure it out, but I did what I had to do. So what did you end up doing? Were you in school part-time and worked or did you get scholarships? Well, when I was in law school, no. So... I mean, as you know, like in first year of law school, you literally don't have time to do anything else mm -hmm. but study. Like I like to say law school is like your full-time job, your part-time job, your side hustle, and your Uber job. <laughs> like you literally <laughs> don't have time for anything else. So while I was a first year law student, I just survived off of like my refund checks, the living expenses that they calculate and all of that. In undergrad, I did work part-time, like internships and things like that. Okay. You helped your student clients receive more than $2 million in scholarships. Why is that so important to you besides the fact that they don't have debt? Generally speaking, we all have goals. We all have, all have aspirations. We all want to do X, Y, and Z. But we typically give ourselves an excuse for why we can't do it. So a lot of people want to go to law school. A lot of people want to be lawyers, right? Mm -hmm. And what I found with future lawyers, just by talking law, <laughs> I found out that the biggest concern, the top concern is money. How do you pay for law school? And it's a fair, legitimate concern. But once you come into contact with Jazz Talks Law and I share all of the acceptance letters, the full tuition scholarship for like one of my future lawyers, she got 
30,000 a year, you know, he only has to come out of pocket 7,000 a year, which is really affordable Mm -hmm. for all school. The $2 million is so important, not because of the money, but because it eliminates the top excuse for why any demographic outside of white feels like they can't go to law school because of the money. Yeah, when I think about law school, I I certainly enjoyed it. I love being challenged. I love learning new things. Mm -hmm. But the people that I met and the school debt that I came away with, those are the two things I immediately think about. Yeah. Oh, listen, granted, like I have a lot of debt right now. Again, didn't have Just Talks Law, (laughs) but I don't even regret it. I look at it like this. At the end of the day, this debt that I have, there's nothing they can do to take my law degree from me. This is true. I mean, you know, like it's not like a house or a car where they can repossess it or foreclose. You know, I do what I can to pay back what I can, but you know, I don't lose any sleep at night. And you'll never learn the knowledge that you gained in law school. Exactly. I mean, you sound like you genuinely enjoy talking law. So I love that your brand is Jazz Talks Law. Thank you. Yes, I do. I do. I mean, and it's, it's just expanding now into legal services as well. And it's just a dream come true for sure. Yeah. You currently have a workbook, which is titled From Maybe to Yes, your law school personal statement workbook. Why yes. was that important for you to create? Creating Jazz Talks Law, I just thought I was just going to help people here and there get into law school. Like, I didn't even look at it as a business. I just looked at it as something I wanted to help people. And the more I started to help people, the more I realized, like, okay, I'm starting to cut myself kind of thin. Like, I can only help but so many people one at a time. And then I said, well, what else can I do to help people even if I can't give them my one-on-one time? And that's when one of my really good friends named Tina, she's like, Jazz, you need a workbook. Like, something people can just get on their own and still get assistance from you, whether they have access to you personally or not. And the next thing you know, like a month later, I just, with no book experience whatsoever, I created this personal statement workbook from maybe to yes, because your application may get put in that maybe pal because of your LSAT and your GPA. But by the time they finish reading your personal statement, they're like, yes, we have to admit you. And yeah. since launching it, we've, I mean, I've sold like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of copies of the workbook. So I'm actually pretty surprised that nothing like this had existed before. Yeah. When you're in high school, <laughs> they help you write a personal statement for college. Right. It's so funny you say that because I went on Amazon and on the search bar, I just put in personal statement workbook just to see what would pop up and nothing popped up. And wow. I, well, I put law school personal statement workbook. And nothing popped up. Like LSAT stuff would pop up. And now, of course, if you type that in now, you'll see my book. But Mm -hmm. God was waiting on me to create it. (laughs) (laughs) I want to take a moment and just read a portion of my personal statement. I was going through boxes and clearing out things. And I found my paperwork from 2011 when I was applying to law school. I made a different statement for every school. Here's one for Tulane. Here's one for Penn State. Here's one for Akron. Child, I had all the time. That's actually impressive because that's the advice I give future lawyers is you want to, your, each personal statement you submit should be tailored to each school you're applying to. Now, of course, a lot of future lawyers don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it can pay off, you know, for schools to really feel like what you wrote is tailored to their school. I just remember someone telling me, like, everyone says, I love to argue. That's why I want to be a lawyer. So don't do that. Mm-hmm. And I Perfect. feel like I went so far opposite. <laughs> oh, well, that's good, though. Because I, I don't want you to tell me you like to argue. So. No, not at all. Um, I really want to hear the opening, though, if I'm being honest. I just want to hear the first paragraph. Okay. That's going to tell me a lot of what I, I need to know. So here is the opening paragraph. And you can stop me at any time. All right. 
Last year, I was stuck in a tree. My shoulders and half of my back were tucked into the opening of the tree, and I could hear the laughter of children mocking me. This was an important tree, only nine feet tall, ornamented with large holes carved into the side and lined with a sitting bench and carpet. This tree lived in the main library of my hometown, and my mother introduced me to this tree and the love of reading when I was a child. As my mother unhinged me from the tree, I caught a glimpse of her graduation cap and gown and remembered that we were in the library to celebrate her graduation from a community college. She wanted us to take a picture of me sitting in front of the tree to commemorate this day and reenact this picture that was taken 20 years ago. Mm. So that's the first paragraph. Okay. So I'm definitely interested, you know, <laughs> hearing about this tree and the history of your mom. You know, I'm definitely interested. One point that I make to future lawyers is your opening, it should be so unique and different. Like if you think about a law school recruiter that actually has to read all these personal statements, can you imagine like all of the same old, same old that they're hearing in all these personal statements? And when you come over here and you're like talking about this tree and you know, all this <laughs> and that, like they, they, that's not what they're hearing on the regular. Okay. You know? So they're actually interested in that. You're like, wait, what's going on here? Your personal statement can literally put them in a better mood. It can yeah. make them want to admit you, even if your LSAT score is a point or two below where it should be. So, you know, I think that's a good opening. So the last paragraph ends with a month before my mom turned 60, she graduated with her associate's degree. I'm sure that's why I thought it was important to talk about her because here she is 60 getting her associates and I'm trying to go to law school. Like I'm already exceeding her wildest dreams. Mm. So. Yeah. I, and I think it's good that you connect the two back together. That's a point I make in the um, personal statement workbook that, you know, however you open your personal statement in some shape, way or fashion, you should connect it back to that in your closing. So you kind of went full circle Mm -hmm. And then I will also say the other caveat I throw out in the workbook is make sure your personal statement, the focus is kept on you. Yeah. You know, I think the mentions of your mom you, you, you uh, have given me thus far are fine, but the rest of your personal statement, I really don't, I want to hear about you. Like we love mama, we love grandma, we love <laughs> Obama, we love Nelson Mandela, you know, we love all of them, but the rest of your personal statement the, the paragraphs in between from, you know, diving deeper into your story to talking about why you want to go to law school to the individual law school that you're applying to, like all of that, it should be totally about you. Yeah. Your brand has expanded from the workbooks to a masterclass that you have. One of them is titled the pre-law masterclass and then the 1L Success Academy. What are the differences Besides their titles, obviously, the first one being yes. pre-law, the other one being 1L. So the, the biggest difference is it just depends on the stage of the lawyer process that you're in, meaning if you haven't been accepted to law school and you're trying to gain acceptance to law school, then you're going to enroll in the pre-law masterclass. If you have been accepted to law school and now you're trying to figure out how to maneuver through law school, how to succeed, how to graduate with honors, pass the bar, all that stuff, then you're going to be in the 1L Success Academy. The other huge difference is the pre-law masterclass is about getting you the scholarship. My whole goal for future lawyers is not for them to just get admitted to law school, but to get admitted with full tuition scholarships. And that's what the pre-law masterclass is going to teach you how to do. Now, the academy is going to teach you how to keep your scholarship or get additional scholarship money by getting good grades. So were you ever fearful of starting something with such a niche practice, being that you wanted to help people get admitted to law school? Was that ever fearful maybe nervous no. I mean yeah I mean every once in a while you still have that nervous feeling but 
I don't know why, but I just have this unstoppable attitude. I think it's kind of like a God-fidence type of thing that, you know, if God brings me to do something that there's no need for me to be nervous or scared because he's going to be with me every step of the way. And he literally has been my business partner. Like I didn't have any type of experience in this lane whatsoever, but I really feel like when you're pursuing your passion, Mm -hmm. you know, everything just works out how it's supposed to work out. Yeah. And you had some experience. You had to write your statement to get admitted to Mercer Law School. Right. You know, I had my personal experience to rely on. And then, you know, after getting admitted with my 144 LSAT, my personal statement, which probably, which looking back was not that good. (laughs) But after getting admitted and all of that, I went on to go back to Hampton University, my alma mater, the best HBCU ever, I must say. You know, Mercer asked me to go there and just talk with some of the future lawyers. And it just kind of blossomed from there. That reminds me about why I created the podcast. Although we're definitely talking to people who are barred attorneys, we're talking to anyone who's graduated from law school, because you still will always have that knowledge and you can always pivot with that knowledge and do amazing things with it. Absolutely. You don't need to pass the bar exam to be a law school coach, for example. You know, that's just something you do on top of that because that's what you want. But for some people, whatever career path they choose after law school, they don't need to take the bar exam. Like one of my big sisters from Mercer Law who helped me out so much in law school, she owns three different lash studios, the year eyelashes. And then she has a nonprofit, the after school program, and she has different things. And even though she's not practicing law, she's still using her law degree in her own ways. Absolutely. So you're speaking about all this in hindsight because it's been created. Mm-hmm. What was it like? Were, were you back to the sleepless nights? Create <laughs> a master class? How do I create a workbook? Listen, so I vividly remember when I created the pre-law master class, I was in this weird space in my life. And, but I knew I had to create this online course because when you're trying to grow a business, you realize you are only one person. You have to create things that can operate even when you aren't physically around. So I came up with this idea to create an online course. Two weeks later, it was done. But when I tell you those two weeks, like I got no sleep. <laughs> like <laughs> the recordings, like the makeup was heavy on the recordings. Like, you know, I remember literally one night just waiting for all the videos to upload at like 2.30 in the morning. I'm like falling asleep in my chair, just literally waiting on all the uploads because it takes forever to create an online course. I mean, once you create them, it's fine. But like that is definitely a process I will always appreciate. I love hearing this. You had a passion project that literally turned into a business. Yeah, literally. I strongly believe if there is something you're passionate about, it can become your source of income. And it's just mind blowing that that is what happened for me. Like I'm able to talk law every day. Like Mm -hmm. I love doing that. And I'm able to put a roof over my head because of it. And it's really the best feeling ever. Yeah. Currently sell merchandise on your website Mm -hmm. and they have the branding that 5% of all lawyers are black. Mm -hmm. Is that all actual practicing attorneys or just law school graduates? That is practicing attorney. Well, well, practicing or not practicing. So out of all the lawyers that are barred in the United States of America, only 5% of them are black. And to be honest with you, I actually was, I was actually being very generous because it's really like 4.8% or something. Yeah. But I mean, who's going to put 4.8% on a a t-shirt? Like I was like, let me just round up to five, you know, to make it a nice firm number. But yeah, 5%, only 5% and less. And if you think about like black women prosecutors, if you think about black men, if you think about black women attorneys in general, like it's even less. Did you enjoy law school? I did. You know, it was hard. (laughs) Honestly, law school is probably one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. 
I like to say is the best worst experience of my life. <laughs> like that's a great description. The best worst. Like I just feel unstoppable thanks to law school. I feel like there's nothing I can't do. Like I can figure it out if I can read it, if I can write about it. But if there's an, an instruction manual, there's nothing I can't do. And that's thanks to law school. Like I just feel so much more prepared to handle the world. But it was very challenging. It was very hard. Many sleepless nights. Many anxiety attacks. And just I mean all types of craziness. But I mean, it's something I am so happy I did. Yeah, same here. So was there any last statements or any comments that you want to make about Jazz Talks Law? Sure. Corona is real. Corona is out there right now. But for me, you know what's realer and what's going to be a long-term problem is 5% of lawyers being Black. I see us getting past Corona. I see us, you know, our best days ahead of us and not behind us. And with our best days ahead of us, we just have to stay focused on what we can do personally to make this world better. For me, that's eliminating 5% of lawyers being Black. So whether you're interested in coaching, law school, or whatever, just pursue your passion and just know that your best days are ahead of you and not behind you. Yeah. And let's get those numbers from 5% of all lawyers being black to seven to 10 <laughs> to 15. Can I get a, I get a 0.1 increase? <laughs> like, I would take whatever I can get. I am very happy that I attended law school and graduated, but I do wish that Jazz Talks Law existed oh, when I was oh, applying. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> but it's okay. You know, I, I just, I just recognize that, you know, God needed a solution and it took me to create it. In conjunction with the recording of this podcast, Attorney Jazz is going to give away two workbooks. Which ones are those? It can be up to them. So we okay. have personal statement workbook and then we have the diversity statement workbook. So okay. it's totally up to them as to which workbooks they want. But I want to thank you because your podcast sponsored them. So shout out to you for investing in our future lawyers. And if you're listening to this podcast right now, all you have to do is reach out to me and ask for that workbook, you know, first come, first serve. Well, thank you so much, Jasmine. You have a great day. Thank you, Tyler. Thank you for listening to You Are a Lawyer. Subscribe to the show wherever you find your favorite podcast, including Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. New episodes are released every other Thursday. Leave a comment on our Instagram or Twitter pages. You can find those details in the show description. Feel free to contact me at Kyla at youarealawyer.com. Have a great day.